Get Ripple, the bright new drink with that ring-a-ding flavor, Ripple. Hello, and welcome to the Ripple Podcast. This is like one of the first times in a while that I have no idea what you're going to tell me about today. Yep. It's one like, of... Normally I have a little bit of a hint. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, this is episode 90. Oh, wow. Really? I feel like we've done so many more than that. Well, we did a couple like mini, mini ones. Minnesotas? Yeah. Minnesotas. But we also, on February 5th, I want to say... Yep, hang on. Scrolling. What are you talking Scrolling. about? Scrolling. February 5th. What? 2020. What? Was when we released our first episode. Oh, really? So we just had our two-year anniversary birthday. Oh. Happy birthday anniversary, Woo-hoo. Ripple Podcast. Cheers. Two years old. Two years and two <laughs> listeners. No, we might have 22. Maybe. Maybe. 22. I haven't checked in a while. No. It's okay. It gives you a little bit of freedom knowing that like hardly anybody is listening. I feel like I can be way more open. You're not scared. No. Well, still, I kind of am because I don't tell anybody in my real life about this podcast. I tell everybody. I put it on my resumes. I post it on my social media. What resumes are you sending? (laughs) (laughs) I um, put stickers on people's cars. Yeah, don't do that. I I had to sell that whole car. (laughs) Do you have any exciting things to tell me about from your week? So my daughter came home today. Actually, I pick her up from school and we're not even in the car yet. And she goes, I got a present from Miles. And I'm like, what? You got a present? And she goes, yeah, and a letter. I'm like, what? And this little boy hasn't been very nice to her this year. He, I guess, calls her not very nice names and says not very nice things to her. punk. Do you want me to kick him? I might. So today he gave her a letter that says, like, I apologize for being mean to you. I hope you accept my apology. Uh, P.S. I promise to be nice to you for the rest of the year. For the rest of the year. Next year, (laughs) it's on. It's fair game. And he gave her like a little like, like goodie bag full of like little candies and little toys like from a birthday party type Mm -hmm. thing. But what kind of bothered me is I didn't know anything was still going on anymore. I asked her, like, is, has he been being, has he been mean again? Has he been saying not nice things to you? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Because, like, this was, like, a few months ago when she told me that he wasn't being nice. Okay. So she hasn't communicated with me that something was still occurring. But the t- I feel like the teacher should have let me know as well. Did the teacher know? Or did maybe just... Have you talked to Miles's mom? Never. I don't even know what she looks like. And I see the teacher every single day at pickup. And the teacher was in the room. It was just my kid and Miles in the room during first recess when he gave her the note and the little baggie. So the teacher... So did you go back and ask the teacher i'm gonna email her this weekend because i was we were in the car when i saw eden just told you that they were the only two Uh uh-huh and i go well i asked her i go did he give this to like everyone in the class because i knew that there was something that had just recently happened in the class as well with him so i thought maybe it was like an apology to the class of some sort but it wasn't it was just her huh but i don't is that is that me being an overprotective i would be curious because i i would imagine that the letter 
was, I mean, considering there's like little gifts and stuff that went along with it, that was the parents doing, not the teachers Absolutely. Doing. So the parents knew about it. So whether they witnessed it or whether the teacher told them that this was going on, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, I think I would try to reach out to his parents and see what the deal is. Not the, the teacher. teacher. Both. I think I would do both. I think, I feel like it's as a past teacher, I feel like I would have communicated that to the parents, even like in... You know, when I was teaching sixth grade, this is second grade. I feel yeah. like this should be communicated. That's weird. I wonder, I, I mean, how long ago was the the one that you knew about the incident? Towards the beginning of the school year. Oh, wow. That was a long time ago. Right? Mm-hmm. And I huh. know that there's been some other issues, like, that she's kind of been picked on and, and had some hard times. But this, I, I don't know. It was weird. What a little punk. I know. Hmm. But the note was pretty darn cute. Yeah, that's nice. But still, I don't like this kid. Mm-mm. I don't like him. Nope. Watch out. He's going to have to call Miles L. Berman, well, injury attorney <laughs> at law. Uh, I showed the letter to Nick. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, maybe this is like the guy that wanted to kill you back in high school oh. all over again. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You're going to have to go back to like episode four to hear that story. Yeah. Sent me death threats every day that's weird so yeah okay i just thought maybe i was overreacting and i don't think so i would want to know what was going on okay all right good that's good to know especially since you don't have kids i don't even like kids (laughs) hey you like my kid yeah i do but you know what i mean do you have anything to tell me anything more Um, uplifting than my little eight-year-old being picked on story i went to the gym with my leggings inside out and backwards shut up that's amazing yeah that's pretty much it so you don't really have anything else exciting (laughs) that happened to me you had like the little tag like in your crotch area like like a like a front penis (laughs) as opposed to a back penis as opposed to a back one um no i just just felt kind of weird i was getting some weird camel toe situation and then i saw and it doesn't have tags these leggings it just has like the printed oh, sure okay on um and yeah so then i just flipped them around but and, hey you went to the gym yeah um but th- i mean it, i feel like it's a pretty good just like analogy for my entire life it's just upside down out, backwards backwards yeah so yeah that's I, it. I did my 200th Peloton ride. You told me. That's really exciting. Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah. I did quite a few Peloton thingies this week, too. Um, but that's really exciting. I'm kind of sad that they didn't give you a shout out. I feel like that's deserved. I um, do, too. So you're going to have to get the 300 pretty quickly so that somebody acknowledges your... Or 250. Let me start with Will 250. Will they do that? I don't know. Probably not. Hmm. I'll get to 300. Yep. You want to hear my story? I'm ready. Okay. So, here are my sources. Ranker, ABC News, WFLA, Tampa Bay Times, um, The Daily Motion, where I watched um, a movie, like a 45-minute, like, kind of documentary thing called American Justice. Did you watch the whole 45 minutes? Mm, A couple of times. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It was really well done. You're... I, I feel like I spent about 45 minutes on my entire story. Oh, no, because I also listened to uh, an hour and a half podcast, the only podcast. Like when I searched this subject, the only other podcast I could find. Wait, really quick. Is this, you, did you say this was a listener request? It is not. Oh, okay. And You're honestly, just going off the, the yeah. Script. 
I don't even know how I came about. Like, I don't know where I heard about this or how I started researching. I, I don't even know. I don't even remember, like, where it first came from. But True Crime Brewery is where I heard it. Oh, they um, sound fun. Yeah, they're... <laughs> Their episode was... <laughs> They're probably um, just as fun as we are. They probably have more listeners than we do. Smith, who drowned her children. Yes. And Lady London says, I saw in a doc that what finally broke her was a police technique. Oh, wow. Jesus. It's like murder, but also those um, stories that make you fall asleep combined. Yes. So if you want to, like, sleep app murder story, it then was, you could listen to that. They're very... He's really smart. Let's just say that. He's really a smart man. So are you telling me he knows where Russia is and how big it is and that there's different temperatures in Russia? Probably. He could probably he point know, out states on a U.S. map. And he probably even knows how to like pronounce some of the Russian names. <laughs> That's quite the accomplishment. Yeah. Maybe yeah. someday we'll get to their level. We'll see about that. Well... I'm going to tell you about a location that I can totally say and Florida. spell Tampa Bay. Are you freaking kidding me right I'm now? I'm so excited we're in Florida. How did you even know that? You just told me that. Oh, I did? Yeah. When did I say that? When you were reading your sources. You said it was some Tampa uh, Bay news. And I got Tampa really excited because we were talking uh, about Florida people. I'm like, where did I even see Oh, okay. That makes sense. You were listening. Yep. We're going to Tampa, Florida. We are in the year 1998, the year of brown lip liner, dog collars, emo clothing. Friends is a huge fashion, like the Rachel haircut. What else is happening? Avril Lavigne. I was 10 years old. Spice Avril Girls? Lavigne, no. She was not. No, she Nine, was she's 2000s. Not 98? No. Okay, Britney? Mm, Even that might be a little early, huh? Yeah. We're no, no doubt. We're okay, in no yeah. doubt. We're Gwen in no Stefani. doubt. Okay. Let me back it up a little bit. So Vicki Robinson's a realtor. She's a recently divorced uh, single mom. She has two teenage daughters, Michelle and Valessa. She's dating this guy, Jim, who she's been hanging out with for around two years. And it's pretty serious. They actually talked about getting married. And one night... Uh, Jim was over at Vicky's house and they made dinner and watched a movie. And after, like, they were done around 11 o'clock at night, Jim leaves and goes home. And Vicky and Valissa, Valessa disappear. How do they, wait, what do you mean they disappear? They're gone. What? But you can't just say they disappear. They're gone. They just, like, poof, vanish? No. The mom. No, the mom is one that's gone. Wait. The mom and Valessa. Vicky and Valessa. Uh-huh. Vicky is the mom. Yes. Michelle is the older daughter. Is still there. Mm-hmm. And is Michelle concerned about the like, uh-huh. yeah. parents? She yeah. just like turns around and nobody's there? Well, because it was late at night, so she was already asleep. Oh. Here. I'll, I'll, you'll figure it out. Okay. Remind me, I have a t story to tell you, too. Okay. What's it about? It just... Re okay. I'm just going to tell you right now. Okay. So the other day, I call Rosa, and I'm like, hey, what are you doing on this street? And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm not on that street. And I'm like, no, I just saw your car. You're pulled over on the side of the road. 
And you and saw I, me walking. And I saw you. And you're like, no, I wasn't there. I'm not even in that city right now. Right. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. It was super I'm pretty weird. sure Rosa has a doppelganger. And then a couple days ago, Adam does the exact same thing about me. So I'm on the phone with him. And he's like, oh, you're pulling up right now? And I'm like, no. No, I'm in Camarillo. He's like, no, your your car is right here. I see your truck. That's weird. Very weird. Little glitchies. But anyway, sorry. Go back to your story. Okay. So Valesa's 15 at the time. And I mean, if you look what a lot of 15-year-olds are doing, they're probably not hanging out with their parents all that often. No, she's There's a lot off. of, yeah, rebellious. Why'd you name me Valesa? <laughs> stupid name. What the hell? It's not even a real word. <laughs> So she's rebelling. She previously was, you know, when she was younger, she's invo- involved in sports and church activities. Vicky is like really into church. She she is a, like a kind of a devout Christian. Okay. But Valesa stops going to church with her mom. She starts doing drugs, having sex. She's getting into lots of arguments. And... Michelle says that a lot of her rebellious activities started when her parents got divorced. Oh. And her dad, Chuck, moved to another state. I guess, like, Chuck was Valesa's, like, like kind of cheerleader. Like, okay. he always kind of supported the decisions. Daddy's girl. Yeah. She made, and, and now he's, like, in another state, and they don't even really talk all that often. So, Valesa feels, like, abandoned by him, and maybe mom is overcompensating for his lack of communication and absent behavior. Uh, Valesa starts getting bullied at school. And Vicky actually lets her join, like, a rock band when she's 12 years old, which is kind of cool, like a little 12-year-old rocker. I thought that was kind of neat until I found out that the other band members were all men in their, like, 20s and early 30s. Oh, that's weird. And I don't like that. Vicky isn't really at these gigs or practices and stuff. And Valesa writes in her diary that this is the first time she's offered drugs was oh. from these older men. Great. Well, Great choices and child naming and child <laughs> raising. So she also writes in her diary when she was 13 that she started skipping school She's sleeping with a bunch of guys. She's sneaking out, 13. staying out all night. Yikes. And she's doing LSD. What the hell? At 13. How does she even afford that? How do you even know what that is? I don't even know what that is, really. <laughs> Valesa meets this guy named Adam Rattlesnake Davis. Douchebag. <laughs> she's a freshman. So douchey. And he's 19. And he's got the total bad boy persona. He's living on the streets. His mom abandoned him when he was two years old and his dad recently died. Vicky disapproved of Adam right away because, number one, of the large age difference, but also because... He called himself Rattlesnake. (laughs) He dropped out of high school and he was a known drug dealer. He'd also been in jail for burglaries and car theft. Vicky never, like, specifically told Valesa that they couldn't date because she thought that Valesa would just get mad and run away to be with Adam. But Valesa also had said, you know, hey, if you try to keep me and Adam apart, he knows people that'll kill you. 
So fuck? don't even try to like separate us. And Adam and Valessa are just obsessed with each other. And that was the day that Valessa also became homeless. <laughs> when it, well, also they talk about like getting married and Valessa writes in her diary that she's trying to get pregnant with Adam's baby. Yeah. At 15. 15. I bet he smells really bad. Because he's living on the streets and he's a drug dealer? Yes. That's exactly why. Yeah. So Adam, he sounds like he kind of was even trying to get on Vicky's good side because he'd hang out at the house. Um, and he kind of even looked at Vicky like as a mother figure since he never really had one. But how does that dynamic even work? How do you go from one day saying, hey, you don't separate us because I'll have you killed to like you're kind of like my mom and I like hanging out here. Well, he, I mean, it doesn't say that Adam ever really said that to her. That was like something that Valessa said. So maybe it was like, I mean, it sounds kind of like Vicky was cool when Adam was around, but when it was just Valessa, she maybe said, Hey, do you really want to be dating some guy who's 19 and didn't graduate high school? I don't know. Calls himself rattlesnake. And calls himself rattlesnake. So Adam's best friend was this guy named John, and he was older as well. And they, the three of them just became like the three amigos. They just hung out all the time. They're doing lots of drugs together. They're hanging out at the house. They just cruise, I guess, Florida. And Valessa's just getting into more and more trouble, even at school. And Vicky did say that she tried to get Valessa into counseling, but Valessa, like normal, just would refuse to go. So, God, could you imagine, like, getting free therapy right now? How great that would be. Yeah. Please, Mom, will you take yes, me therapy? Yes, seriously. Please, Mom. Mom, can you pay for my therapy? <laughs> I'd really appreciate it. Thanks. So it sounds like Vicky would try to get Valessa to make, like, better choices, but she would then just get frustrated with her and just give up and let Valessa do whatever she wanted. So it's maybe she went, like, you know, full-blown, like, I'm taking you to church. I'm taking you to counseling. You can't see this guy to just fuck it, do whatever you want. Yeah. There, it was, like, either all on or all off. Yeah. Valessa also started getting physically violent with her mom, and... That was like a new behavior before it had never escalated to that point. So Vicky and Jim, they had planned a two-week family vacation from Florida to Michigan with both of the girls. And when it was time to leave, Valessa's like, no, I'm not going. And Vicky's like, yeah, you're going. Uh, this is what's happening. And Valessa's like, no, I'm not. So Vicky, again, just gets frustrated and leaves. And she leaves Vicky or Valessa at home alone. She had just graduated from eighth grade. What the hell? She was gone for two weeks and she never once called to check on her daughter. Wow. I feel like that's against the law. I absolutely. That's like child uh, neglect and endangerment or something at that point. Yeah. I would think. Even in Florida or anywhere else. So Vicky had been talking with like a counseling treatment boarding school type place called Stepping Stone Farms. And it was a one year long program for troubled teens. And apparently 
Valesa didn't know about any of this. So Vicky had been doing this all behind Valesa's back. And she had been planning just a week later for Valesa to be pretty much shipped out to this Stepping Stone Farms place. And Is that like one of the places where they kidnap you? Maybe. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where they like take you in the middle. Like what Paris like, Hilton? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like where they just... these strangers show up in the middle of the night and like just grab you yeah it might be so scary i actually looked this place up and i have some information at the end to tell you about it but i that's i don't know if that's one of the things about them so this information hadn't been shared with valessa and she was like i said was supposed to start attending just the next week so now we're back to the night of the disappearance so vicky had been home with Jim until around 11 when he leaves to go to his house. And Vicky and Jim had been planning on to go to the beach the next day together. They were going to meet there and go for a walk on the beach before work. But Vicky never showed up. So Jim is kind of concerned. He's calling. No one's answering. And he's kind of thinking to himself, okay, what is going on? And this is 90s, right? Uh-huh. 98. Okay. That same night, Valesa snuck out after Jim left. So this is past 11, probably after her mom had gone to bed. Wait, so I'm confused. So she doesn't, Vicky doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. And then, but then she goes to, she, never, she just never returns his call until, because it, then you're saying she, Went that same day, she went to bed. No, 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 no. I'm going to back okay. up for you. Sorry. Okay. So the night of the disappearance, Vicky had been at home with Jim until around 11 when he leaves to go to his house. They had planned to go to the beach and go for I a walk see. the next yeah, morning yeah. together. Got it. But she never showed up. I was thinking this was the day before. I, I just misheard you. I got Sorry. you. No worries. Mm-hmm. Valesa, that same night, she sneaks out after Jim leaves. So it's probably, I don't know, midnight, one o'clock because mom is asleep by now. Uh-huh. To, and her plan is to go hang out with Adam and John. Um, and she steals Vicky's minivan while Vicky is sleeping, which they had done like a bunch of times in the past, I guess, like to go joyriding around, probably because the other two don't have cars and she's not old enough to drive. So they're just going to steal the cool minivan. And it's, you know, probably 1231 o'clock at night. You're 15. Where do you go? In and out, but they don't have In and Out because they're in Florida. Wait, the beach. Where do you go to eat? McDonald's, Jack Mc- in the Box. McDonald's is not Taco open. Bell. You go to Denny's, Angela. You oh. go to Denny's. Okay. You go was, to Denny's. I was on the wrong, the right track. You were. <laughs> I said wrong when I meant to say right. Wow. Oh, my whole life is backwards and inside <laughs> out. So, yeah, they meet up at Denny's, but nothing ever good really happens at Denny's. Oh, are you kidding? Everything great happens at Denny's. What, you and your moons over my hammy? No, I don't like ham, but I was going to say that, too, because that's, that's the, the only, only thing. <laughs> no, don't they have, like, the Rudy Tootie? No, that's, that's IHOP. IHOP. Yeah, that's it. I can't even remember the last time I went to Denny's. No, I just get whatever's on their specialty menu because it's always delicious and full of whipped cream. <laughs> So the next morning, like I said before, Vicky doesn't show to meet Adam at the beach. He calls the house, gets no answer. He starts to get worried, so he drives over and knocks on the door. No one answers the door. He looks around. He doesn't see Vicky's car. 
and he decides to call the Tampa police. He's like, something is up. Something's not right. She didn't meet me at the beach. She's not at her realtor job. Something's going on. Which is pretty proactive of him. Well, it is, but it's also kind of weird because what if she was just like out running errands? Like, I mean, she hadn't been missing that long. How many hours had it been? Maybe like four or five. Mm, I don't know. Maybe they're like the type of annoying couple that has to talk to each other like every 20 minutes. Check in constantly. Yeah. I'm going to the grocery store. I'm going to the bathroom. I'm taking a shower. I'm walking outside. I don't think you can do that in the 90s though. Like people do that today and it's super annoying. Like when they take selfies and send them to each other constantly. Snapchat, Instagram, all that stuff. But back then, they didn't have that. So I'm going to do that know. with you tomorrow, all day tomorrow. That's okay. what I'm going to do. I'm going to narrate my entire life for you. Okay. So the police come. They get into the house. Everything looks normal. The house isn't a mess. There's no signs that there was a struggle anywhere. But Vicky and Valesa are both missing. That's so weird. So the police question Jim, of course, because like he's the one that kind of reported him and noticed it. And they, they ask him, like, okay... Can you do a walk through the house? Can you tell me if anything is missing? And he says, well, yeah, other than the minivan, the only thing that he could tell was gone was like a large trash can from the garage. So Uh that's not good. Wait, how would he even know that? That's so weird. Well, they've been dating for two years. Maybe he took the trash out for her frequently. But he didn't have a key to the house, which I thought was kind of strange. Huh. Okay. So the police, they take this uncharacteristic like action that Vicky would just like up and disappear and not show up when she said she was going to and put out a missing persons report for the mother and the daughter. Jim also told the police about Valessa's boyfriend and the troubles he had recently been in. Uh, uh. (laughs) (laughs) So Jim, you know, says like, hey, Valessa's been dating this guy named Rattlesnake and he's got, you know, a bit of a track record and, you know, maybe he has something to do with this too. So the police, they're searching for the car and they're tracking Vicky's ATM card and less than 24 hours later, they get a hit that her card had been used at like a Tampa bank and police see through the surveillance that John Whistle, like um, Adam's friend, walks up to the machine, punches in the the numbers, and gets out a bunch of cash. And in the background, they can see the minivan as well as Adam. But there are no signs of Valesa or Vicky. The very next day, both Adam and John are seen on camera at a convenience store. And again, no Vicky and Valesa are seen. So Jim goes on, like, the local news to make a plea to the public asking for help. To, if anyone has any information, to please contact the police. He's just, you know, super worried about both of the ladies. So on July 1st, four days after the mother and daughter are missing, the police get a phone call from a girl that said that she had just got off the phone with Adam. She said Adam had called her and said this. And I'm going to play it for you so you can hear Wait, her words. Wait, I have questions. Can I ask questions before you play it? Of course. What's happening to Michelle this whole time? So there's really not a lot of information about her. Okay. It's very strange. She pretty much disappeared. Wait, she disappeared too? Well, 
disappeared from the news because I she was underage during all of this. Oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. But how weird. Okay, but yeah, I don't know who she's staying with. I don't know where she is and all of okay. this. Okay, that's poor Michelle. Okay, so I hope you can hear this. Okay. Okay. And this wait, who is this girl? Do we know? This is a, an anonymous caller that said that she had spoken with Adam. And she knows Adam. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay, so hopefully you can kind of understand that. Yeah. So this anonymous girl says that she spoke with Adam. They were on their way. Um, their whole their plan was to to make it to Canada. He. They're going the wrong way. Well, Canada's up. Arizona might, is to the left. It might have been me navigating because <laughs> How did they end up in Arizona. They uh, that was their plan was to end up in Canada. But it's, this girl says that John and Adam killed Vicky and Valesa was there and I guess didn't stop it is what That's, this caller is saying. So she doesn't know whether Valesa was in on it or was just, or if Adam is just making all this up and maybe Valesa's not even really with them. Maybe she's dead or as well. Maybe she's being kidnapped and mm-hmm. they killed Vicky and Valesa's not like willingly going with them. Right. Oh, yeah. they, you know, they don't know. They don't even know if this person's telling the truth at all. Okay. But they're taking her word for it. Uh, the police keep like following the pings on the credit card and it leads them to Fort Stockton in Texas, which is 1,400 miles away from Tampa. It's a long drive. And there's this local like badass sheriff guy named Bruce Wilson. And he had been following the investigation and he kind of figured out like what road they were going to be taking and where they had been last and what approximately time he was thinking they were going to show up on this, you know, interstate. And him and his partner like are waiting and looking for them out on the highway. They're looking for this van. God bless Texas. (laughs) And they see this minivan and they like try to pull it over. But the minivan keeps going. And there's actually a, like a dash cam recording it all. I'll have to show it to you after this. And the partner ends up shooting out all four of the tires. I love this. And the van keeps going. He's not going to get that far. And a fifth shot hits the dashboard. And that's yes. when the van finally stops. Ugh, Texas so, is the best. And they pull out John and Adam and Valesa. And when they get Valesa out, she's just screaming and yelling, like, why are you doing this? What's going on? Are you guys crazy? Those are stupid questions, all of them. Just as stupid as your name. <laughs> and Bruce Wilson responds with, yeah, where's your mother? We need to know where your mother is. So Valesa, when she's taken to the police department, she says that she hasn't seen her mother since June 26 and just totally denied um, hurting her. 
they continue to interview and ask her questions, and she just keeps repeating the same story. But after about just, you know, 15 minutes of being interviewed, her story totally changes. She tells the investigators that her mother was dead and that she had stabbed her and slashed her throat. What the fuck? Then, because there had been so much blood, she had Adam and John clean it up. Then the three of them stuffed Vicky into a trash can that Jim, that one that like Jim noticed was missing. And oh, they did all this at the house. Uh huh. Yeah, this was at the house. That's why oh, and I have, I have so many questions. That's why the trash can was missing because they stuffed her mom's body into yeah, it. Yeah, but okay, if she got stabbed a bunch of times, stabbed enough to be dead, they cleaned it all up well enough for the police who went into this Tampa house to not even notice. Well, not only did the police not notice, but Jim didn't notice either. And Michelle, none of them, none of them noticed anything. They should have pursued professional cleaning instead of <laughs> bank robbing and murdering. Yeah, that can you imagine? They had a really good career. God, they yeah, they really should have. They really should have done that. Mm-hmm. They could have gone places. Yeah, they could have been TikTok cleaners. Totally, I would have watched them. Yeah. So the whole time she's telling this story of like how she killed her mom, she's showing absolutely no emotions, and she just remains calm the whole time and doesn't cry at all. But why not just leave? That's what I don't get. Like, did you kill her to take her debit card? Because you could have easily just run away. Like, it just oh, seems. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Cute. Sorry. Cute. Okay. Oh, no. That was pretty much all I had. Like, yeah. What's the point of killing what, your mom? Just leave. Yeah. Just run if, away. If you've already run away, keep running. Yeah. So that's She'd a- probably be happy about it. Just like, just take off. That's weird. So That's could you could you understand creepy. what she was saying? I could understand what she was saying. It's just I can't. I don't know if I necessarily agree that she sounds calm. Like she's she does sound a little disturbed, but disconnected. She sounds like, like she's not in belief. Yeah, like maybe oh, I don't know. Like maybe she has some sort of remorse. Because it sounds like it's not easy for her to say it. But it's just so bizarre. Like, I, I just don't understand. Like, it, it reminds me almost, and this might be a stretch, but I was thinking about it the other day, the Chris Watts thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he murdered his wife and children mm-hmm. to basically start a new life with some side chick. Side chick. Why not just leave? Mm-hmm. Like, why do you have to go to the point where you're literally taking somebody's life when you could have when just you gotten can divorced. Just walk away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's very cowardly and like it's it's I don't know if it's a form of narcissism or what, but it's pretty sick. Yeah, it's it's very strange. It's a very strange story. So she continues the interview by saying that quote I took my mom's body in the trash can down past John's house and just stuck the body there. And then shortly thereafter, Vanessa says that she's not feeling well, so they end the interview. Oh, you don't feel good? Oh, I'm so sorry. Go way down. Yeah, go way down. So when they interviewed really John, he's going to try to get to you now. Stay there, buddy. When they interviewed John, his story is a little bit different. He recalled on June 26, Vicky, Valessa, John, and Adam all going out and running errands together. 
He said that Adam and John had stayed at their house for dinner with Jim, but soon left after dinner was over. Later that night, him and Adam go to Denny's, and Valesa sneaks out of the house to meet them there with the minivan. The three of them get some acid, and they're taking it while at Denny's, because where else do you want to just trip balls other than Denny's? And that's when Valesa suggests to the boys that they should all kill her mom. Hey, that sounds like a fun plan. Hey, I'm bored. What do you want to go do? You want to kill my mom? And he thought at the time that she was just, like, joking and, like, just kind of being stupid. But apparently that joking got pretty serious when Valesa and Adam started making plans to go through with the murder. So they decided that they're going to OD her mom with heroin. They leave Denny's to go buy the heroin, but they couldn't find any or anyone to buy it from. Bullshit, it's Florida. And they only bought a syringe. Maybe that's all the money. Oh, is that the units of heroin that we were trying to figure out last week? What? You want a syringe of heroin? I don't think I'm going to buy it like that, right? I don't know. I don't either. Like, okay, wait. They only found a, like, an, are you talking about like an empty syringe? Empty. There's nothing in it. Oh. It's just a syringe with a needle on the end. It's empty. You could they, put, they like. They paid for that? They probably found it in, like, the That's gutter. That's what I'm thinking. So since they didn't have any heroin to inject into Vicky the killer, they had to think of something else. So why not, like, put some bleach in the. Oh, God. In the syringe. And inject an air bottle in at the same time. What the fuck? So apparently, I mean, this is according to some stuff I checked out, but it's a lot harder to kill someone with bleach in an air bubble than like the movies kind of like show you. What movie have you seen where somebody tried to do that? Well, I've heard of it before. I have. Well, I maybe not in the movie, but I've heard of that. Maybe. Maybe I, I can't say that I have. Okay, well, don't try it. Okay, don't oh, don't okay. see if it's hard or not. Don't don't try that. No, take that bleach. Start your cleaning business. <laughs> yeah, make some air bubbles in the bathtub. So Vicky is sleeping in her room, and Adam and Valesa sneak into her room to inject her. But Vicky wakes up, and she's like pissed. Like, dude, it's late at night. Why are you waking me up? She follows Valesa back to Valesa's room and tells her to grab her sleeping bag so that she can sleep in Vicky's room and keep an eye on Valesa. I don't know why she didn't tell Adam and John to leave. Like, get the fuck out of my house. But she didn't. She was going to let them spend the night. But Valesa was going to have to sleep in Vicky's room. So Valesa gets her sleeping bag. And as she's walking, like, through the kitchen to go back into her mom's room, Adam grabs Vicky when she gets to the kitchen area and starts, like, choking her, like, um, what is that? Like a choke hold, like, with his arm around her neck. I guess so. Yeah. Um, You're and, choking and holding? Yeah. Simultaneously? Choke, would be a choke hold. Uh-huh. Yeah. His goal was, like, to make her pass out. And he wanted her to, like, knock out so he can inject her. Well, she falls to the ground, but he's she's not knocked out. But he still takes the syringe and he stabs it into her neck. Oh, fuck. And then Valesa is, like, helping, like, hold her legs down, like, trying to get her from getting back up. But the bleach and the air bubble does absolutely nothing. Like, Vicky's still, like, 
putting up a giant fight. So Adam starts freaking out and he's yelling for someone to bring him a knife. And John hands him a knife and he stabs, Adam stabs Vicky and just like leaves her on the floor. So that's John's side of the story, according to the interview. When they interview Adam to get his take on the story, um, especially like since John and Valesa had like such totally different opinions on what happened, his varied a little bit too. And it starts out very similar to John's, but he specifically says that Valesa had helped kill her mom and it wasn't just Adam that did it. Valesa held her legs down, hold like kicked her, cussed at her, and Adam is the one that just like quote unquote did the slicing. Oh. Adam's interview was only ten minutes long. It's not a short little interview. I it's I I mean, I guess after you've had all of your tires shot out and then like the dashboard shot out of your car mm-hmm. maybe you're just like ready to talk but it seems like everybody was like totally cool with just spilling the beans as soon as they got arrested and the investigators actually noted that especially they said especially John he went he just wanted to spill his guts he wanted to tell everything every little detail like okay it, it sounded like he was one that actually like had some guilt where the other two were kind of more emotionless. I mean, they're all guilty. I feel like we could just go ahead and skip the trial and everything. Like they, they just will just guilt, guilt, guilt. Yeah. Uh huh. The end. Goodbye. So the two boys, they use towels and bleach to clean up the kitchen. And he talks about like cleaning under the baseboard and under the stove. <laughs> I've never done that. I don't even really know where the baseboard is. Under the... St- I've never cleaned up. No. I'm wondering if other than the acid, they maybe also did some crank because isn't that what makes you clean a lot? You've told me this before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is yeah. it? I don't know. I've never done crank. I feel like I need to just so I can clean my house sometimes. I mean, I'm not entirely opposed to that. Yeah. But I do know someone that used to do crank a lot. And just clean houses? And clean his parents' house. Like he would like move the piano and like clean the in between the piano keys. Wow. Yeah, clean. Nice detail. Mm-hmm. I need that in my life. Me too. They loaded Vicky into the trash can and then into the minivan and dumped it in the woods near John's house. That's what they all said. They all um, originally had planned on like digging a hole and burying the trash can. They had loaded up shovels and hose and stuff in the van as well. But they said it was just too much work and they just covered the trash can with some plants. So after the body was disposed of, they went out to like an area in Florida that's pretty popular for like nightlife. And they just start like partying it up. They're eating, they're drinking, they're doing drugs. They got tattoos. They stayed in a hotel. They also went out and bought 20 bags of concrete and a bucket and another trash can. And they were going to dump the body into a canal. What did they get tattoos of? I looked. That's really funny that you asked because I could not find it anywhere. But on multiple sites, I saw that they got tattoos. I really, really wanted to know. What what do you think? They got a Chinese symbol that they didn't know what it meant. Yes. Mm hmm. 
I'm going to say they thought it meant um, peace and tr- tranquility. Live long and prosper. Is but it not like a Star Trek thing? What do you think it actually meant? You dumb Floridan person. <laughs> Floridan. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. I feel like that's very... If we we have... were just talking before we started recording about how everybody in the 90s got tattoos of Chinese characters mm-hmm. and they had no idea what they meant. So I'm going to go with that. If we have any listeners in Florida, we don't anymore. Because we're ripping on them so much. <laughs> if we have any listeners named... Valesa? Valesa. We don't anymore. No, we don't anymore. Well, Florida... We'll see about you. Okay. You're going to Florida. I am going to Florida. I can't wait. I'm really excited. So maybe I'll... Um, is there anything cool to see in Florida? Alligators? Like, no, something Snapping that we've turtles? done a story on. Oh, um, that's where the uh, brain-eating amoebas, amoebas are. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Uh-huh. I'll look for those. Yeah. Is that where Robert the doll is? Probably. Oh, no, wait. Didn't he move to Vegas? Oh, I don't know. Um, So they were going to dump the body in a canal. But when Jim went on TV and, like, gave his plea for the public and talked about Vicky and Valesa going missing. A friend called Adam and he's like, dude, you guys are just on the news. The police are looking for you. And that's when the three went on the run. So like it's possible they would have caught them in Florida still. And, and but that friend kind of gave him a heads up. Oh, what an idiot. So one thing that did match from all the other stories um, was the location of Vicky's body. They all identified the same location and like some like kind of drew a map of where they would find the trash can. Vicky had been in the closed trash can in the Florida heat and humidity for five days and her body was very badly decomposed. All three were charged with first degree murder. John, the one that kind of spilled his guts, uh-huh. he pled guilty to second degree murder and was sentenced to 25 years in exchange for his test against, testimony against Adam and Valesa. His mom actually asked him to do that, like, like just give these people up in order to help, like, preserve the memory of Vicky. He said uh, that he did get Adam the knife that was used to kill Vicky. He also stated that Valesa planned the whole event. He even helping hold down her mom and punching her as Adam stabbed her. During Adam's trial, he did admit to killing Vicky, but he said it wasn't premeditated. The jury at his trial deliberated for two hours and sentenced Adam to death. Good. So I feel John, like that's deserved. So John is getting second degree. He got charged with second degree murder, murder because he pled guilty. He got sentenced to 25 years. Okay. Adam, the one that actually did the stabbing. Yeah. He gets sentenced to death. Okay. And Valesa. Valesa's story from originally like stating that she was the one that killed her mom. Remember when she got pulled in to the police and she's like, I'm the one that did it. I'm the one that killed my mom. Um, she now totally changed her story and s- started saying that she was the victim and that Adam and John were just these horrible, bad influences on this young, sweet little girl. Um, during the trial, they had Valesa dressing in like these like schoolgirl kind of I hate that. outfits. She's wearing like these little barrettes and stuff. 
And they said that Adam and John just brainwashed her and were controlling Valesa and pretty much kidnapped her after her mother's murder. Okay, yes, I kind of agree with that. I, I think that that is true, but I don't think that, that makes her entirely innocent. I do think that they probably were very manipulative and that she was very susceptible to their influence, but you, there's a line. Like, you need to take responsibility at some point. You need to, like, you shouldn't have let it go that far, and even if you did, like, I don't know. I just, you can't cross that line. Like you can, I can see maybe like, oh, you had bad influence and that made you do drugs. You had a bad influence and that made you, I don't know, do some other things, but like kill your mom. Well, kill your mom. Help. Yeah. Help kill your mom. And then even after that, she to the police is saying that she's the one that did it, that she's the one that took the knife and stabbed her. So... I mean, you you would even think at that point that she would have gone like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad you guys saved me. Adam and John weren't wouldn't let me go. And, you know, I don't know. So the defense stated that Valesa hadn't actually killed her mother, but she also didn't do anything to stop it. Yeah. 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 That's kind of like sort of what I. Yeah. Kind of. Sort of. Yeah. You let it go too far. You crossed that line. Yeah. So since Valesa was 15 and being tried as a minor, the death penalty wasn't even an option. The harshest punishment she could receive was life in prison without parole. Okay. She was being charged with first-degree murder, but the jury could also choose to go with second-degree murder, third-degree murder, or manslaughter, depending on how they voted. So obviously the jurors are, like, choosing sides. Some of them are going like, oh, this poor girl who's being influenced by these bad older men. And, you know, girls aren't murderers, especially not their mom. And then the other side is just like, this chick is evil and needs to pay for what she did. So the jury votes and they vote for the first time and they're totally deadlocked. Um, some of them voted for first degree, some second, some third and some manslaughter. Wait, the I'm. Do we know the difference between third degree murder and manslaughter? I was going to look it up and I forgot. Because <laughs> I, I kind of thought they were the same thing. I was kind of hoping you weren't going to ask. No, but I kind of need to know. Okay, do it. Okay. So I have it. Okay. Flo it's a Florida thing. Yes. Yeah. So it is specific to Florida. I guess it varies from state to state, um, the kind of the definition. But according to um, Michael A. Yeah. Gothier. PA. Uh, I have to zoom in to see what it says. Gottlieb, PA. Mm -hmm. There is a difference in Florida. They they specify um, that third degree murder has two key aspects that distinguish it from other types of murder. The list of 20 crimes previously mentioned that I'm not going to go back and read is critical for understanding each one. I'm sorry, I'm not going to read all of that. Um, the second key aspect is that the killing must have occurred without any design or effect to death what in short it must be accidental and not premeditated so it wasn't accidental okay interesting that you say that of course this is different from one of those definitions of second degree murder which involves a similar unplanned killing but is premeditated by an act of Im imminent danger and other depraved 
mind regardless of human. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, I can't read so right now. Manslaughter is not premeditated. It's accidental. Mm-hmm. So, but I, yeah, I guess I, I think we've talked about other cases where third degree was considered manslaughter. It was like one in the same. I think when we we're talking about Rhode Island, that was the thing. Yeah. This is like a Florida thing. Yeah. Okay. So the jury is deadlocked. The judge is like, go home, come back tomorrow, and we'll deliberate again. And they come back the next day. They go in, they talk, and they finally decide that they're going to charge Valesa Robinson with third-degree murder. And they decided that, quote, Vicki Robinson had died during an aggravated battery with out the intent to kill. No. Um. No. Right. What was their intention? They had been at Denny's and planned it out. What was the bleach in the air bubble? Did she think that they weren't really going to go through with it? Super weird, right? I don't know. It yeah, was, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. What's the sentence for that? Well, the judge figured this was like a compromise from the jurors. Since they were on such far ends of the spectrum, like some of them just wanted her to be in life and others were like, let her go. So her sentence was just 15 years plus five years for the grand theft auto. So two years after they'd been serving time, Adam's love for Valesa just starts to sour and he totally (laughs) he totally like just backtracks on his story because you know originally he just confessed to stabbing Vicky but he said on the night of the murder he put Vicky in a chokehold until she passed out and then he left to find something to tie her up with and says that he came back to find Valesa on top of her mom in the kitchen just holding a knife and her hands were covered in blood but he never said this on the trial this is what he's saying you know two years later okay John still sticks to his story that he didn't see who actually did the killing. He, like, wasn't there at the moment. He did hand the knife, but he wasn't there when they actually stabbed her. But why did he decide to get in the car with them? Because he was out partying. I, I, drugs are bad. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) So he did say that Valesa might as well have been the one to stab and give, like, in that case, um, he's like totally believes that she's the one that orchestrated the whole murder. He did say that at one point, Valesa, like while holding down Vicky's legs, he she was just like totally beating on her mom and kicking her in the torso and screaming, die, bitch, die. OK, the other aspect of this that I wanted to bring up is that I think that the whole thing about how they just disappeared was Michelle's way of coping with this because there's no way she didn't hear this and that she didn't know what was happening. Well, I don't know if she was even at home. She might have been at a friend's house. Oh, I thought that she was there and I thought that she just turned around and they were gone. No. I we I mean like I said it's really hard to know because there's such like it, I even struggled struggled to find her name. Probably because she's a minor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I would... She had to... Ugh. Yeah, there's no way she could have been there. She either A, blocked all of this out and mm-hmm. said she didn't know what happened, or B, wasn't there. Because I would think that if she was home, 
then they have a clear witness who's going to immediately. Well, she would have called 911. Yeah. She would have been. Yeah. She okay. couldn't have been there. She had to have been under friend's house okay. or something. All right. That I would hope. I would yeah. hope. So, Valisa, Valesa gets released from prison in 2013. Oh, shit. She's out? Mm-hmm. She only served 13 years. That's crazy. And friends of Vicky say that Vicky probably would have wanted her daughter to have another chance at life and starting over. They remembered her as being a very forgiving person. This is my ripple. She was too forgiving. I'm sorry. I mean, she I gave don't wanna... too many chances. Yeah. John Wispel, the one that spilled his guts. Yeah. He was released from prison in October of 2019. He stayed out of trouble and was just a really good law-abiding person until April of 2020 when he got into an argument with his girlfriend. The argument became physical, but an arrest wasn't made. In June of 2020, um, another incident with the same victim occurred. This time, officers arrested John and charged him for that case in addition to the case, like as well as the incident in April. So he was able to post bond on the condition that he stayed away from that victim and he wore an ankle monitor. Um, on October 3rd of 2020, officers say that he rode his bike to a nail salon where he knew that that girl was going to be and he forced his way into the nail salon and just starts yelling at her. And then the next day, he again, he's like riding his little bike around and he goes to Walmart and he, it sounds kind of like maybe he was like harassing and like circling her because he's within like a hundred feet of the victim, which was a direct violation of the no contact order. So in both cases, John's ankle monitor bracelet put him at the scene. And so now he's facing two counts of violation um, as well as the two domestic battery charges. And I did some like Facebook sleuthing and I found John's Facebook page and he hasn't posted very much since September of 2020. And even then it was just like a lot of him playing this like thug life game. Oh, good. <laughs> but there were some pictures of him and a girl named Brandy. So I clicked on Brandy's profile and it said that she actually was engaged to John in April of 2020. Which would have been like right in the middle of these instances happening, like mm -hmm. the battery charges and the um, harassing charges. Um, it says she's not engaged anymore, but she is in a relationship of some sort, but it doesn't say with who. And I found her Instagram page as well. And there's not one picture of John on it. Good. So I'm hoping that she's not with him anymore. Adam Davis, the one that got the death penalty. He is still in jail. He's 42 now. And um, he recently made a plea um, to the judge, like asking for a, like pretty much not to get the death penalty. Instead, just get life in prison. No. And he says, quote, not a single day goes by that he doesn't think of the murder of Vicki Robinson and how, quote, I wish I could turn back the clocks of time and change what happened. Prosecutors, um, they did decide not to seek the death penalty again after um, the U.S. Supreme Court threw out his sentence 
and others because the jury had not voted unanimously for the penalty. So his jury voted seven to five. Oh. So he is going to be serving life with no possibility of release. Okay. Valesa, she was, like I said, released in 2013. Yeah. um, And then in August of 2015, she became a mother herself. Oh, okay. She had a baby boy. Uh Uh-huh. And on her Facebook page, when it was still active, um, it said that she was in a relationship with this guy named Hunter Markerin or something like that. Sure. And they were living in South Florida. I couldn't find anything else really on her. It looks like she deleted all of her social media presence. That's probably not a bad idea. (laughs) But I did find him on a few like LinkedIn and stuff pages. I don't know if they're still together. Um, I don't know if she had any more kids or anything, but she does have that little boy. Wow. So. Well, hopefully she's turned her life around. I mean, it's hard to say. You you hope so, especially now that she brought another life into the world. But that little boy is going to know that mommy killed grandma. Uh, yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised. I mean, I don't know what happens like after you're released, if, if you have a certain amount of time that you're on parole or whatever. But I'm shocked that she stayed in Florida. I would think that you would want to like totally restart your life. Get a new name, yeah. one not as identifiable and identifiable as Valesa. Right? Yeah, I would think so. Um, but yeah, that's a. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, fifteen is very young, but murder is forever. That's kind of a romantic <laughs> statement. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. The place um, that they were going to send Valesa the. Um, oh, yeah, the Storytime Stepping Stone place. Stepping Stones Farm. Um, it actually closed in 2014. It had been open for four decades. It's a long time. But the reason that they were closing it, they were blaming it on societal issues, pretty much saying that the lack of parental support undermines what we can do with their daughters and undermines the program as a whole because of the effect it has on the families who are trying to comply. We can't help girls who don't want to be here and have parents who just want us to babysit without any support or change on their part. Wow. I know. I really wanted to share that part with you. Something crazy happened there. It did say that there were never really any charges of um, abuse filed, but it definitely hinted at some strange um, behavioral techniques, maybe. Uh, You know, it said they took teenage girls involuntarily for a minimum one-year commitment. Holy shit. And I don't know. It just it was an interesting little article I read about it, but it is no longer an active. Wow. That's that's interesting. Do you want to tell me two truths and a lie? Oh, sure. All right. Because I'm never prepared. I did not actually come up with two truths and a lie. I mean, there's nothing to prepare, especially when you don't know anything about the story or even the location. Oh, well, I'm going to give you a total pass on that. I was trying to like go on with the whole illusion that we totally prepare ahead of time about these two truths and a lie. But I mean, yeah, pause. We We drink. 
We eat sour gummies. And cuddle with the puppies. Yeah. And then I look up stories on my phone really quick. Yep. But instead, I have something that I'm going to revitalize from... I revitalize? Think, I don't know. My... Uh, <laughs> It's late. I'm using words that I don't use. Um, by late, she means it's eight nineteen. Yeah, my bedtime is like eight thirty. Cause she's ninety seven years old. Yeah. Um, speaking of birthdays, Adam's birthday is tomorrow. Adam's birthdays. Oh, okay. We're gonna do that too. So I wanted to bring back back in twenty twenty when everybody was looking up Florida man stories. Okay. But instead, I looked up Florida woman stories. Okay. So I looked up Florida woman. August 5th. That's my birthday. birthday. Very first story that comes up. Florida woman high on meth ran around naked in park because she believed giant spider was on her. Um, I mean, that sounds like a great reason to be running around naked. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it so much. All right. I forgot about Florida man stories. Really? They're so fun. So I'm going to look up my birthday next. September 28th, if you want to send me birthday presents. Florida woman. Okay. Florida woman arrested after photo of her riding a sea turtle with fire. <laughs> Here's the picture. Oh, I hate it, though. That poor sea turtle. Oh, that's not really nice. I, I mean, she's really thin, but still, it's... No. You're a human. You shouldn't Don't be on the that. turtle. That's not okay. All right. So, let's see. Adam... He's going to be a Florida woman this time. Okay. February 19th. Oh, my God. Is it a good one? Let's do a whole story on this one. Tongues in jars found under Florida woman's home, but her ex can explain. Um, do you need more details for this one? I kind of think we need a whole Florida calendar podcast i bet somebody's done that um trademark copyrighted rosa angel should we do that should we totally change our whole podcast format because how fun would that be that'd be so easy you just read the story and you talk about it so you just do one every day it'll probably take a whole 10 minutes a day i mean maybe we've got something here well i don't know about every day i don't know about that kind of commitment Okay, can you look up one more Florida story for me? You got it. Look up February 5th, because that's our birthday anniversary. Oh, okay. Florida woman arrested for beating her boyfriend with a frozen pork chop. These are the best. (laughs) Oh, there's a mugshot. Oh, it's so fun. Oh, gosh. What? She got beat with the pork chop or she did the beating? No, I think she did the beating because oh. she got arrested for beating her boyfriend with I the frozen pork chop. I thought she had black eyes. Um, she might. I mean, it could have been a mutual fight going on. Yeah. 48-year-old woman from Brooksville, Florida, arrested after she allegedly hit her boyfriend with a frozen pork chop, police said. Um, Jennifer Brassard got into a verbal argument with her boyfriend, which quickly escalated during the fight. Brassman grabbed a frozen pork chop and hurled it at the unidentified man, striking him in the head. He suffered a half inch cut above his eyebrow and fled from the home. These are the best. Yep. Okay. Uh, do you want to give any hints about what your story is next week? Um, or do you want to say it's a surprise? Next week, instead of something going mysteriously missing, something mysteriously appears. Is it that monocle, monogram, monolith? 
Oh. What is it called? It's a mono something. Monolith. Monolith. Okay. Oh, no, it's not. But yeah. we might need to do an update on that because I haven't heard where the huh. aliens put that recently. I think it stopped in Las Vegas for the yeah. opening of some it might, stage show. Yeah, it might take up residency there. Okay. All right. Until next week, don't forget to be a fountain. Not a drink. Bye. Bye.